Welcome to Yald, the podcast. Obviously, 2011, I thought it was a it was a disaster. I didn't think it was going to happen. Um, after 2019, I honestly didn't think we were, like it wasn't going to be the same after that, right? Because we had eight teams. I didn't have. I feel like we let go a few coaches that I was like, I don't think you you know I don't think you should be here. I don't think this is where is for you. Um, and at that time, um, the whole 2019 before we even started the season. Me and a few others, we were working together on building an after-school curriculum, uh, program, I should say. And um, we were excited about it. We spent literally the whole year. We met up. I, I met up with, every, with somebody every single week. I was working on it every single week. But I had people coming to my crib all the time, like working on something. And I, I was excited. I found a school that was interested in the in the program. I found. Um, a foundation that took our, our our application and was like, "Yo, like this is this is something we're looking for." Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I I stood the deadline. The deadline um was January first. Like it had to be done before the year. And I'll never forget. Uh, my wife at the time was like, "Yo, like we gotta get ready to party." I said, "I'm not partying until I finish this application and submit it." And I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It was like around like nine something, close to ten o'clock. I was there, and I give credit to to my account, and I give credit to 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 Moises. They were they were available to me all the way until like close to midnight. Like, oh, what do you, what else you need? What else you need? And I was like, I, I I'm like I don't need I don't know how to format this. I need help with this. I need help with that. And like they kept on, they were on it. You know what I mean? And I'll never forget. Uh, I was in my I was in my bedroom. Uh, my wife was in the in the living room. And I was, she was just let me focus. She was making sure she brought me a drink. She was like, hey, don't worry about it. Do we got to do? Do we got to do? And I'll never forget, we was applying for $300,000. Wow. Yeah. And um, when I hit submit, dude, I'm not going to lie, bro. I cried of joy. Like, there was no tomorrow. It was like it was like joy, sadness. It was so many things. Just in hitting submit. That's just without, hitting submit. That's without even knowing if it's been approved or not. Correct. It didn't and matter you, to me. And you felt those emotions? Yeah, man. Why? Because it was a sense of accomplishment. It was like, damn, dude, just a few years ago, well, almost a decade ago, I was asking for $300. And I and when I got my 300 I was like, oh, I got 300 bucks. Our 2012, we raised $1,200. And I was like, it's a wrap. It's a wrap from here. That's it. Like, we made it. And then I was there sitting down submitting an application for three hundred thousand dollars, and I was like, "Wow, I'm imagining a listener is hearing that, and the question is, what's a three hundred thousand dollars for? It was for the after school program unfortunately we rece- i mean well we received an email from them saying that we qualify for their for the for the funding." which was, yeah, the process was in motion. Um, we had started our new curriculum, right? It was like mental for mental health. So we was already setting everything up. And then uh, 
March 2020 came and everything shut down. And uh, a couple of months later, we get that email from that foundation saying, hey, unfortunately, due to certain circumstances, we're not going to wow. be um, giving out that 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 grant. Wow. And uh, that was also part of the challenges that I experienced in 2020. And I feel like this is important for me to talk about because just like everyone else, we all went through something. Um, and I just don't think that everybody came out of it the same. And um and that was one of my uh moments where I was beating myself up because I felt that I felt responsible for that. Not because of COVID, I felt responsible that it took me so long to get there. But it was never for me, it was never it was never a race. You know what I mean? It was never like, oh my god, I have to be here at a certain time. My goal, I'm still chasing my goal. I I feel a lot of times our goals should not be met. You know what I mean? Because that's what keeps you going forward. You know, sometimes people hit, hit their goal and then they settle right there and they stop and they're like, I'm done. And there's just nothing else to motivate them anymore. So I never try to put like a, a, a clear picture of what my goals are. It was just to continue empowering the young, the youth, to continue being a better leader, to continue being a better person for myself so I can help the guys that are in the program become the best version of themselves so they can pass that down to the next generation of kids and then those kids can pass down generation to the next kid and then continue the duplication process <laughs> one thing i want to i wanted to circle back because i feel like i didn't get to answer your question about the 2019 2020 okay real quick the the uh the 2020 year in my opinion was the best year we ever had 2020 was the best year we've ever had yeah please explain it, it had it had it had a lot it had a lot to be it had a lot to do with the participants it had a lot to do with the with the coaches it had a lot to do with the situation that we were experiencing it, it was everything yeah. right like i said 2020 was a reset for me that reminded me why i started the program and it put us back to the beginning of back to the beginning my mindset of why I, like it, it changed it put me back on track Right, we went from eight teams, 2019 to six teams. Right, it became more of a condensed program again. It became small again. It became more personal. It became more like the relationships were stronger. I was able to provide every team with two coaches, even three. Right, because we had some past players that was like, "Oh, I want to coach." They had nothing to do. It was a reminder that these young men needed us. Right, a lot of them expressed a lot of things to us that, you know made tears come out you know a lot of these young men express you know good happy and sad tears you know what i mean and it was a reminder of why we're here we didn't raise much money we didn't have much we didn't have anything to be honest i think that was our lowest um um lowest year no yeah that was a little we've never just for the record for the, everyone out there we have never raised more than $23,000 in a year. Never. It was always $7,000, $9,000. was one year we reached that $23,000, right? And that was amazing. And that was, I was shocked. I was like, wait, what? But every other year before that was the high, The second highest was maybe like $18,000. So now for the listener's sake, you raise this money. Where does the money go? What does it, it go, do? It goes to uniforms, 
insurance, awards, uh, making sure that the kids have the proper equipment to participate, making sure every team has the right, the best equipment possible to, to um, uh, you know, coach their teams. How many kids are we talking about in total? This year or just in general? In general. I mean, over the last 12 years, we probably served roughly over a thousand something kids. A thousand something kids. And how many kids per year would you say? Prior to this year, we've always had like the three digits, like 100 to 127 kids. That's including the youth clinic and everything. Unfortunately, not every kid gets to participate, though. Whether it's schedules, whether we don't have enough enough funds to cover their, you know, their 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 costs, or or you know, it, it just doesn't is is not you know uh, for them. Yeah, you know, it's not you know, there's a lot of kids get intimidated by the sport. But, um, you know, I give a lot of props to the coaches that take those few kids that have don't have confidence and build so much confidence in these kids that they end up playing for their, their tackle team. And, uh, uh, you know, and I'll express, I guess, you know, Fern experienced this recently that he has a few players that decided to go play tackle. And, you know, he was frustrated. This year? Yeah, he was frustrated. And I, I don't know if I had a chance to speak to him, but... I'll let him know now that he should be honored. He should be happy about it because his coaching ability gave this kid the courage to come out and say, I can do it. I can compete at a higher level. I can go and face these challenges. So instead of, you know, him putting himself down about it or feeling bad about it, I think he should be putting patting his back. You know, amongst other coaches that that experienced the same thing he experienced this year, they experienced in the past. They shouldn't be getting frustrated when a kid um, wants to go and play tackle football because it's not that they don't like Yald. Because if you speak to these kids, they say, because of Yald, I have the courage and the confidence and the skill level and the mindset to go to my school and compete at a higher level. And let me tell you, man, if that doesn't put a smile on your face, then... I don't know. Let me tell you, man, the last 12 years have been challenging. And not one of those challenges was with the kids. Oh, what were the challenges? It's the community itself, man. I'm not one to be on social media and be on a video. Be like, yo, what's up? I'm Carlos. I'm out here, dude. Come check me out, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's like, I've always felt that my that the actions I take is enough to talk. Okay. You know what I mean? Perfect example. We have a coach next to me. His name is Fernando. Fernando, how much you get paid to be here? Nothing. Neither am I. 12 years in, right? People hear me say, oh, what's your role in, 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 in Yacht? I'll be like, oh, you know, executive director. They're like, oh, you making bank. <laughs> People say that? <laughs> oh, yeah. They think I'm balling out here, dude. You know what I mean? And everybody there ain't making them ain't, ain't nobody making money. No. So when I when I when I ask and walk around local business, I'm putting everybody on blast at this point. When I walk around a lot of when I tell you a lot of local businesses and I pitch to them about what I'm doing with the organization, with the kids and the young adults, if they're not getting that that public acknowledgement that they're doing something good they're not gonna give you a single penny bro 
I can count with one hand of all the businesses I visited in this community, how many did it, and they all said the same thing. He goes, you don't even got to put me up on, on anywhere. I said, I, 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 I support this. I'm all about the kids in my community. And I talked to a lot, not all the kids, but I talked to a lot of kids about that because they need to know that these, all these local businesses are not supporting you. Why is it important to tell the kids that? Because it's all part of the society, the, the society, right? Because a lot of these local businesses promote things that cause, um, I guess, damage in our community, right? It's like they promote alcohol, they promote partying. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with alcohol and partying and stuff. But that's not life. That's not like, oh, my God, I'm working for this. And I feel a lot of people are now like, oh, my God, it's Friday. You know, I, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to get, I'm going to get lit. But that's not the point. The point is a lot of these local communities do not support the nonprofits that actually are doing the work out there. Point blank. And that's going with organizations, businesses, whatever. You know what I mean? And, you know, I want to give a shout out to a few businesses that have been supportive since the beginning. I want to give a, 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 a lot of, a lot of credit to Tread Bike Shop. Ozzy has done a great job in the community. He always is looking out there how to how to support the youth. Always. Listen, my first encounter with Yald was I went to a fundraiser on Dykeman. Okay. That was the first time. I, my kids were not involved, nothing. I went to a fundraiser and I bought a raffle ticket. And I won a bike from Tread. So shout out to Tread. There you go. Yo, a bike, bro. Let me tell you, man. You know, giving out like this dude. This dude has given me so many bikes to raffle, to give away to kids. These bikes ain't cheap. These bikes are not cheap. No. So shout out to to Ozzy. You know, I also want to give a shout out to a a, a Nile from Trying Public House. I'll never forget when he first opened up his business. I saw him posting up in the corner of my block, and I and I should have went up to him. I said, "Yeah, I'm not happy about this spot here, man." I said, "I don't need another. I don't need another bar in my neighborhood." To be smoking hookah and drinking all that stuff, and he said, "Oh, I'm not doing none of that." I said, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a different, uh, t- different approach." And he's like, "Who are you?" And I introduced myself and I told him what I do. And he said, "After I complete my year, I want to, I want to contribute to your organization." Okay. And he's been contributing, finding ways to help us out all the way through. So shout out to him too. He allowed us to host a few fundraisers in his uh, facility. I went to one. You know what I mean? Oh, you went to another. There you go. Because um, <laughs> I try to get another bike. <laughs> you try to get another bike. Um, I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to give a lot of pre- a lot of appreciation to the uh, locksmith, Oscar, the owner of the bar. Let me tell you, him and his wife, they do a great job in the community. I I feel like this is one of the the few restaurants bars in our neighborhood that actually do things not because they're being recognized for it. They're doing it because they genuinely care. Yeah. Who else? Uh, oh, uh, Baldre, uh, hair, hair and color. Okay. He uh, he contri- he contributed to to the organization actually in 2012. Okay. He was one of oh, the first. Early. Yeah, 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 real early. He's always giving like vouchers and like you know whatever whatever he was able to do, he did it. And 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 the one person, the first business that that contributed, that I would never forget him. Is uh, Will Grocery, Big Will? Will? Yeah, man. Will Grocery. Will. Uh, he's on. He's on Dykeman. 
um, is he has a grocery store. And the reason I met Will is because there was a point in my life I was working um, in beer sales. And he was one of my accounts. And I remember I used to go in there and I used, he was one of the first ones that knew that I was, wanted to start a nonprofit. Okay. I used to just go in there and be like, yo, one of these days, dude, I'm going to have a non-organization. We're going to be doing this. And I used to go in and I used to tell him my ideas and everything. I don't know why I felt he was the guy to talk to about this, but I felt he was the only dude from the hood that I was able to relate with. That Out of all my accounts, he was the only one that spoke English. So I was like, all right, I can talk to this guy. <laughs> And um, and he, I never forget. He said, he goes, "Yo, when you do decide to open up, start this organization, make sure you come over here. Man. I want to contribute." And I never forget the 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 first day that that Dave and I we made the first like, I guess sponsorship contract. I went straight to him, and he said, uh, "I showed it to him. He grabbed the paper. He crumbled it up. He goes, I don't need that." I don't, need, away, I don't need a contract. Went to the ATM and took out the exact amount that I was requesting. He goes, if this is all you need, this is all I'm going to give you. Not a penny less, not a penny more. He went to ATM, went to his pocket, and he gave it to me. He goes, you do what you got to do with this. And how, how does it feel after all the rejections to, to have a, a set of people, a group of people that have contributed and have believed in the mission? Man? How does that feel for you personally? It is amazing, man. It's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling when I when I hear coaches express their their gratitude and, and their excitement. And you know, before we started recording, hearing Fern say he, uh, season starting tomorrow, getting hyped up about it, that makes me feel good. It's like, all right, it 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 it, it reminds me that all the hard work pays off. You know what I mean? Tomorrow, when that whistle's blown, is when I'm like, oh, perfect. Let me start working on next year now. Is it is it after the first whistle blown or is it after the first coach complaint? Which one? Uh, when do you when do you know well, it's mean, real? Well, that that's the problem. They complain Complains even during the off season. Here. It doesn't matter. Like they do, they, these dudes just here. complain about everything. You want to take it there? Like that's a whole different part. But um, <laughs> oh, listen, man, I I, I kind of want to also give some shout outs to some city council, man, for this year. Some city council of of district uh, of ten. District 7 in Manhattan and District 15 in the Bronx, they took our application. They reviewed our application. They communicated with me on, on, on certain things to make sure that's, you know, what was going on and what we're doing. And they give us they give us the opportunity to, to be able to run certain curriculum and programs that we've been wanting to do for years. So because of them, we're at a, at a pace where there's a lot of good things coming our way. Um, and I think there's a lot of new opportunities for young men that we've been wanting to implement for so many years. Um, and, and, I, and I think Fernando knows a lot about it right now and he's excited about what's to come. And a lot of other coaches are excited because now we're not only just going to be just showing the world that we just do football. People are going to start seeing now what's behind the scenes. Yeah. Because now we're able to provide the funding to get the tools and equipment we need to make sure that we're able to implement certain things into these young men so they have a better understanding of what's to come in life. One, two, three, go! One, five, six, heavy!
Yeah.